0: Let's take our Bibles, please, and turn to Revelation chapter 1. We've been going through the book of Revelation, but we're not doing it just exactly like we have been. I've been asked um, to kind of give an overview or a timeline of events that happen in the book of Revelation. So we're going to depart just from the verse by verse um, and through Revelation, and probably will take a couple evenings maybe to finish this, but... If you've ever wanted to know how to prove that the rapture takes place before the tribulation period, then pay attention tonight uh, because we'll see clearly why. There are a lot of Christians that would like to believe that, would like to believe that Christians do not have to go through that terrible seven-year tribulation period, Um, but they're just—they're just not confident in their hearts because they just—they can't prove it from the scripture. So I pray that after tonight, you could see that and could prove it there. So, all right, brother Ethan, would you lead us in prayer, please, sir? Lord, we thank you again for the opportunity you've given us to be in your house. Yes. And Lord, I just ask now that as we look into your word, Lord, that you would teach us. Lord, yes. that we be attentive to it, Lord. Some of these things, if we don't stay up on them, they're easily forgotten. Yes. Lord, I just ask that you teach us now, and bless pastor as he speaks. Give him the words to say, and open our hearts now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 1, and let's read 17 through 19. So Revelation 1, 17 through 19. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not. I am the first and the last I am he that liveth and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore amen and have the keys of hell and of death and here is here is the biblical outline of the book of revelation in verse 19 write the things which what thou hast seen, thou hast seen. that's number 1 that's the first section write the things which thou hast seen this is the second one then and the things what which are. which are so number one write the things which thou hast seen number two and the things which are and here's the third section and the things which shall be what hereafter, hereafter. so the book of Revelation the biblical outline is right there the things which you've seen the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. So the Bible itself gives us the outline. So, well, okay, now that's the outline. Where does it start, stop, end? Okay, well, chapter 1 is the, are the things which thou hast seen. Um, as you look in uh, uh, verse 12, Revelation 1, 12, the Bible says, "And I turned to, what? to see, the voice that spake with me." So, remember, the Lord said, "Write the things which thou hast seen." Okay, He's telling us in Revelation 1:12, "I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I what? I saw seven golden candlesticks." And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto who? The Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle, his head and his hairs were what? White, like wool. Well, he's, he's describing to us what he has seen. As white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Um, so it goes down through there, um, And in verse 17, and when I Saw "I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. So that's number one. Chapter one are the things which thou hast seen. Chapters two and three deal with the letters to the seven churches. So those are the things which are. What is the present condition of the churches? A good question for us. What is the present condition of our hearts? How did we start 2023? This is the last day. How how are we ending? So you notice in chapter 2, verse 1, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know what? Thy works. So he's telling us the things which are. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and has patience, and for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left what? they first love. So it'll tell that about Ephesus. Then in verse 8, chapter 2, verse 8, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, right? So he's going to tell us the things that are, the things that are happening presently. What is it like in Ephesus? Verse 8, what is it like in Smyrna? Verse 12, what is it like in the church in Pergamos? Um, In verse 18, still in chapter 2, what is it like in the church in Thyatira. In chapter 3, verse 1, what is it like in the church of Sardis? Uh, In verse uh, 7, what is it like in the church in Philadelphia? Um, In in verse 14 of chapter 3, what is it like in the church of the Laodiceans? So, Chapters 2 and 3. Okay, let's go back to chapter 1, verse 19. Chapter 1, 19. Write the things which thou hast seen. That's chapter 1. And the things which are. That's chapters 2 and 3. The churches. And then it says, And the things which shall be hereafter. Now, how can we know for sure where it switches to the hereafter? Well, Let's look at chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4, and start in verse 1. The Bible says, After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be what? hereafter so the bible gives us the outline the things which thou hast seen chapter one the things which are chapters two and three and the things which shall be hereafter is four through the end of the book so that the bible itself gives us the outline and looking at chapter four here chapter four verse one is a clear picture of the rapture let's look at it for just a few moments once again, verse one, after this I looked and behold, a door was open where? In heaven. In heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a what? Trumpet, Trumpet talking with me, which said, What? Come up, hither. Come up hither. The word rapture means the catching away, the catching away. Um, the scripture which describes the rapture. If you hold your place here, notice with me in 1 Thessalonians 4. Let's compare this with Revelation 4. So 1 Thessalonians 4 with Revelation 4. Excuse me, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. The Bible says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with what? The trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be what? Caught up together. Sometimes people say, you use that word rapture. You talk about looking forward to the rapture, and they'll say, do you realize the word rapture never appears in the Bible? Then why do you use the word Well, like I said the rapture is the catching away that's what it means and the reason that word is used is because verse 17 then we which are alive and remain shall be what caught up up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort one another with these words so first Thessalonians 4 16 and 17, is the catching away of the church of Christians. Now, compare that once again to Revelation 4, 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a what? A trumpet talking with me, which said, what? Come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And once again, if you compare that once again back to 1 Thessalonians four sixteen, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So there's that trump of God sounding, and then we are, verse 17, caught up together with him in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You couple that with John chapter 14, where Jesus promised to come back for us. And it will tell us that, that where he is, that we may be also. So in John 14:1, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for who for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will what come again again and receive you unto who myself Myself, that where i am and where is he he's in heaven there ye may be also so if you couple John 14, 1 through 3, with 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, and 17, this is the rapture happening, the catching away. And then if we go back to Revelation 4 in verse 1, so John has told us what he has seen, chapter 1, the, the conditions, the present, the things which are, chapters 2 and 3 in the churches, And now chapter four, the very first thing in chapter four, this door is open in heaven and he hears the trumpet and he hears the trumpet talking with him, saying, come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Now, at this point here, um, God has been dealing with the church. John is a part of the church. Um, Chapters 2 and 3 deal with the present condition of the churches. And suddenly in chapter 4, John is called up. Now, chapter 4, here's the place you need to remember. Revelation chapter 4. Remember in chapter 1, if you could go back to uh, verses 19 and 20, Revelation 1, 19 and 20. It says, write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of what? The seven churches. And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are what? The seven seven churches. So in telling the things that he has seen, he's seen the Lord walking amongst his churches. In chapters 2 and 3, the things which are, it's all about the churches. But at this point in chapter 4, he's told to come up. He hears the trumpet, the open door in heaven. He's, he's called up there, and now it's said to be the hereafter. Now, the focus. We've already seen the biblical Outline of the book of Revelation that chapter Four and on deals with the hereafter, and after chapters two and three um, until after the tribulation period, no mention is made of the church or churches until chapter revelation chapter twenty one which we'll look at so and at this point in chapter four, instead of Jesus. In his relationship to the church instead of the groom and the bride suddenly the focus suddenly goes back to Jesus as the Messiah of the Jews Um, notice with me okay so um, Revelation chapter 4 you have this scene about the elders and chapter 5 Let's look at chapter 5 and verse 1. And I saw on the right hand of him that sat sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold the lion of what? The tribe of Judah. The The what? Root Root of David. We are suddenly, not talking about the church, we are suddenly referring back to the tribes of Israel. We are suddenly talking about the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's Jesus Christ. The root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Um, So instead of talking about Christ and his church, we're talking about Christ the Messiah of the Jewish people. So a definite change takes place there. Um, So that's important to note. Um, So it is after the tribulation period is over before there are any references made now to the bride or to churches. Look with me in chapter 21, Revelation 21. So all the way through the pages dealing with the tribulation period, no mention of the church or churches. But in chapter 21, the Bible's in verse 1, it says, I, And I saw, what? Yeah. A new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So we are beyond the tribulation period now, and we are beyond the millennium. Chapter 20 deals with the millennium. Um, if we go back to chapter 20, verse 1, uh, so, uh, verse 6, Revelation 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall what? Reign with him how long? A thousand, years. a thousand years. So that chapter 20 deals with a thousand-year millennium. So chapter 19 would end... Um, the tribulation, and the church is not mentioned from chapter 4 through 19. Um, so the millennium takes place, chapter 19 and chapter 21. We saw, we read verse 1 in chapter 21. Now it's the new heaven and the new earth. Uh, at the end of chapter 20 is going to be the destruction of this old earth. God's going to create a new earth, a new heaven and a new earth notice in verse 2 then and I John saw the holy city New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a what? A, bride. a bride adorned for her husband now we're talking about the the bride again but especially in chapter 22 let's go to chapter Revelation 22 verse 1 Revelation 22 1 and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And let's see, let's drop down to verse sixteen. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in what? The churches. churches. So now we're getting back to, okay, he's talking to John. He wanted him to write the things which are, or the things which you have seen, chapter 1. The things which are, chapters 2 and 3. And the things which shall be hereafter, chapter 4 on. But we don't see the church mentioned in any of the the tribulation the descriptions of the tribulation period now when it's when we're talking about the new heaven and the new earth and now we're getting back to john now it says um, i have sent mine angel to testify to you these things in the churches i am the root and the offspring of david and the bright and morning star and the spirit and what The the bride The spirit and the bride. The bride is the church. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let him that heareth say, come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. So now we're back to John in the church age. So uh, let's go back to chapter 6, and I want to show you something else here. So if you can just remember Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. John is being caught up to heaven, the open door, the trumpet talking with him, the command, come up hither. No mention of the church then. Chapters 4 through chapter 19. And at the very end, when the Lord's bringing him back, it's the church again, it's the bride being told to say, tell people, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. So let's get back into the midst of the tribulation period. What do we see in Revelation 6 and verse 1? And I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer Verse 3 says, and when he'd opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. So it goes down through, and that one in verse 4 was to take peace from the earth. So now the tribulation period, the actual tribulation, the seal, the seven seal judgments are getting underway. No mention of the church here. um, But as we get to um, chapter 15 here, Revelation 6.15, And just to show that the the tribulation, one seal builds upon another, one judgment upon another. Verse 15, and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, what? Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? So it's building one seal judgment after another. And then go to chapter 7, verse 3. So well, maybe we should start in verse 2, Revelation 7, 2. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. Verse 3, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed, who? The The servants of our God in their foreheads. Okay, so we're building up. Things are heating up. Getting more and more fierce. And so God says, okay, before we go any further, we need to seal my servants, the servants of God. Okay, who is he going to seal? If the church is going through the tribulation period, well we better be protected. If if, if the time is for protection, it's now. But you know what? There's no mention of the church. Who does God state? To protect well let's read on verse 4 and I heard the number of them which were sealed and there were sealed and hundred and forty and four thousand of all who the The tribes of who children of Israel Israel. no mention of the church listen if if the church had to go through the tribulation periods why wouldn't at this point God be saying wait a minute, let's not let things heat up anymore until we protect my bride, until we protect the ones who I've bought with my blood, those who have been saved during the church age. we got to stop here. I need to protect my own bride. No, everything after chapter 4 reverts back to Israel. Verse 4, and I heard the number of them which were sealed. There were sealed in 140 and 4,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Verse 5, of the tribe of Judah were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben were sealed 12,000. And then he goes, no mention of protecting any church. No, no mention of protecting the bride. It all goes back to dealing with Israel. <clears throat> and this is the point. Um, if we could go to Romans chapter 11. If we are reading our Bibles, we are going to immediately know what is happening in Revelation chapter 7. Uh, Romans chapter 11. And this, this is what is, is troubling to me is that there are even... A number of Baptist preachers who are bad-mouthing Israel now is Israel to at this day is Israel a friend to Christians well the sad answer is no Israel will not let Christians in there to preach the gospel we are looked at as an enemy even though Netanyahu just recently thanked Christians for asking our government to help them over there in this war. And yet, the eyes of Jewish people today are blinded. Um, They're committing the same sins that our nation is. Tel Aviv is an international gathering place for Sodomites. I mean that's an international hot spot for them. Sadly, um, so at this day, no, they haven't accepted the Messiah. But this is this is what was taking place, as we read in Revelation seven and Romans eleven verse one. I say then, hath God cast away His people? What's the answer? God forbid. God forbid. For I also am what? An Israelite. So just to make sure we know who God's talking about, are we his people as Christians? Yes. But verse 1 is clear. Paul is talking about Israel here. Hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath what? not cast away his people. And what people are we talking about? Israel, not the church, Israel here. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. Wot ye not what the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself, what? 7,000 men. 7, men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, at this present time, also there is what? A remnant. a remnant. A remnant of who? Israel, Jewish people. There is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more of grace? Otherwise, work is no more work. God makes it clear you can't mix grace and works. Verse 7, what then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for. Are the, you think of the Orthodox Jews. Are they seeking for God? Well, we don't know their hearts, but at least outwardly, They're seeking for God. There are a lot of Jewish people that are seeking for that temple to be rebuilt. Um, But verse 8, according as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of what? Slumber. Eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear unto this day. Uh, Verse 11, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? What's the answer? God forbid. forbid. But rather through their fall, salvation is come unto who? The Gentiles, that's us, for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them, the Jewish people, be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their, what, fullness, the fullness of the Jewish people. Um, So we go down, uh, verse 16. Well, actually, I better go back to 15, verse 15. For if the casting away of them, the Jewish people, be the reconciling of the world, so that would be of us to God, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, wert grafted in among them. So, what he's beginning to tell us the root, the stock, is Israel have you ever driven by an orchard and looked at the stock of the root you know what you'll see at least nowadays you'll see a ball you'll see a ball at the root stock you know why there's a ball there that's where that tree was grafted into the root and so you have all these varieties of apples and i i'm not a uh, a fruit farmer uh, but you look at all of them you'll see that ball right there They're, they they work uh, it's like um, uh, what's one of the newer varieties of apple the honey crisp do you remember when that when they first come up with a honey crisp just how expensive and sometimes they still are more but they dropped a lot but so when they come up with a new variety of apple what are they doing they are working with the stock and grafting in other varieties and trying to come up with something um, that is, a, a different type tasting apple, And so they continually are doing it. Well, Israel is the root stock. Christ came through the Jewish line. He came through the line of David. And so we as Gentiles have been grafted. that's what this is talking about verse 17 and if some of the branches be broken off that'd be the Jewish people broken off and thou being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them partakest of what the root we are partaking of the Jewish roots the Messiah the Savior God in the flesh And with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Boast not thyself against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not, what? The root, root, but what? The root root, thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. And this is what these people are doing. Sometimes it's referred to as replacement theology. It's like, yes the the messiah and savior came through the jewish root the jewish line but they were broke off because of their unbelief and now it's we the gentiles the church the bride of christ we are it now we have all the promises of israel now Uh, no they're not reading their bible verse 19 thou wilt say then the branches were broken off that i might be grafted in Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. Be not what? High-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, that's Israel, take heed lest he also spare not thee. What is happening is, we're out of time here, but what is happening is the rapture is going to take place. And the true church, the true Christians are going to be caught up in a way. But a lot of churches are like the Laodicean church. Um, they're rich. Um, in fact, let's, let's just close. I, I, I'm just out of time. We'll just have to pick it up again. Uh, but let's look at the Laodicean church in chapter 3. In chapter 3. And, let's see here, I want to start, um, verse 14, And under the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither, what? Cold nor hot. Cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art, what? Lukewarm, Lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will, what? Spew thee out of my mouth. The Lord is talking to this church, the Laodicean church, and saying, you know what, church of Laodicea? You make me what? Sick. You make me sick. Verse 17. Because thou sayest, I am what? I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art what? Wretched and what? Miserable and what? Poor Poor and what? Blind Blind and what? Naked. Naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white. And what? White raiment. The white raiment symbolizes the righteousness of Christ. He's telling this church what you need is white raiment. You need my righteousness, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Laodicea was known worldwide for its, eye, its renowned eye salve that they had created to help eyes. God is telling them, you need some eye salve. What? We're known, that's what we're known for. He's saying, you need some eye self. Verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chase and be zealous therefore and repent. And look at verse 20. Behold, I stand at what? The door, the door and what? Knock. knock. We see the Lord knocking at the door of his own church. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and what? open the door I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me the invitation is is to those people in Laodicea you know what I'm knocking at your heart's door if you would open the door of your heart and let me in I would give you that righteousness that you need Um, so that's the situation we're facing um, it's, it's, it's sad. More and more churches are taking that stand against Israel. Uh, well, that tells you something very significant. The rapture is going to take out all true believers in Christ, those who have by faith received the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. We are going to be caught up together with him. But left here, there is going to be a false church worldwide, and well, I wish I wish we could go on, but if I can leave you with anything, the key is Revelation 4. You've seen the outline, Revelation 119. You tell them the things that you've seen, the things which are, chapters 2 and 3, the things which shall be hereafter, Revelation 4 tells us that's the hereafter. No mention of the church throughout any of the tribulation period when it comes time to protect people from the plagues, the, uh, the judgments falling down. It's protecting Israel. It's protecting Jews. No mention of the church. Why? Because the church isn't there. No mention of protecting the bride. Why? Because the bride is celebrating a seven-year honeymoon <laughs> with the Savior in heaven. So Revelation 4. Revelation 119 gives you the outline. Revelation 4 tells you it's the hereafter all the tribulation plagues no mention of the church so i pray that that would would help you let's pray heavenly father thank you for your grace lord we we thank you that even through the fall of thy people israel even through their rejection of you because they sought the law not by faith Uh, they thought somehow that their works would please you and you had to end up judging them and in the meantime you've taken for yourself a bride us those who by faith have received you as our savior our god our messiah and father we know you have plans yet for israel and that one day Their eyes are going to be opened, but that veil is going to be on there over their eyes until the church is gone. We thank you. You gave that promise to the church in Philadelphia that you would keep them from the hour of temptation, which would come upon the whole world. We thank you, Lord, that your word teaches that you are going to deliver us from this earth before the tribulation takes place and Lord we are so unworthy of that we're unworthy of heaven we're unworthy of being caught up in a way before horrible horrible things happen here And father I pray you'd help us as we have seen tonight that when it's all over and you go back with John all the information has been given You told him to tell the Spirit, that the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, Lord, please help us in this hour to get the gospel out. Help us not to be like Laodicea. Lord, help us not to make you sick. Lord, help us with sincere hearts to give out that invitation as long as you give us breath. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.